Amen. Well, guys, good morning. How is everyone today? You better look at your sermon notes before you answer. We're talking about lying this morning, okay? So just want you to be prepared. Uh, man, guys, I'm so excited to be with you. Continue this series. We started last week in this new year, uh, this new series called Putting On Your New Self. Putting On Your New Self. And this series is kind of based out of uh, the book of Ephesians chapter 4 and Ephesians chapter 4. And then in, again in Colossians chapter 3, the apostle Paul tells us that because of what Jesus has done for us, right? Because Jesus has made dead people alive and far people near and foreigners citizens, right? Because Jesus has done all that for us, we now, because he's made us new, we now need to live like it. Right? We don't need to go back to the old way of life. We don't need to, to put on those grave clothes. We need to live in the newness that Jesus has purchased for us. And so uh, that's what this series is all about. It's about giving you guys tools to, uh, to, to help live out this new self that Christ has uh, prepared for you, that he wants for you. Uh, Jesus says the thief comes to steal and kill and destroy, but I came that you might have abundant life. And we as Christians, we want to experience that abundance. We want to walk in that newness that Jesus has for us. And so that's what we're going to talk about uh, this morning. We're going to jump back into that. Guys, if you have your Bibles, we're going to be in Ephesians chapter 4, starting in verse 17. Ephesians chapter 4, starting in verse 17. And as you guys turn there, if you don't mind, I am going to pray for us. So let's pray uh, this morning. Father, um, thank you so much for allowing us to be here. God, thank you for allowing us to gather and worship you and, and sing about your greatness and uh, how much you love us. And, and Jesus, we're, we're, just, we're so pumped that uh, your word is true and that when you promise, when two or more are gathered in your name, that you are, you, you are here. And we just uh, say to you this morning, we feel that presence, that, that promise of Scripture, that there's a special manifestation of your presence when we gather in your name. And, and so, Jesus, thank you for that. Holy Spirit, we want to recognize, uh, we do this uh, every Sunday, we want to pause, we want to recognize you are the teacher of this church. And so, Holy Spirit, just want to invite you now to come and take your place in our pulpit, that you would come and teach us the ways of Jesus, that you would lift up and exalt Jesus Christ in our hearts, that you teach us from the inside out, and that we would want him more than anything else this world has to offer. God, we ask all these things in the powerful, precious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. Amen. Uh, well, guys, again, we're going to be in Ephesians 4, uh, starting in verse 17. As you turn there, by the way, if you don't have a Bible on you, of course, use your phone. Uh, there's a Bible in the pew rack in front of you. There should be. Uh, you can turn there as well. Ephesians 4, starting verse 17. Uh, I want to give you a quick recap if you weren't with us to kick off a new year. And the reason why is because uh, we talked about three truths that would be foundational for the whole series. And, and truth number one is that the Bible declares this, guys, that if we are in Christ, there is a, an old self and a new self. That that's what you got to know. And, and this surprises some believers because 2 Corinthians 5.17, Paul says, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. And so we kind of hear that verse and then we read this and then Paul says, put on the new self. We say, is that disagreeing with one another? Absolutely not. Paul is actually saying, because you've been made, because you've been made new, you need to live like it. So those two, uh, those two passages work together. And so we now, there's something we're supposed to do because of what Christ has done. So you need to know there is an old self and there is a new self. And so therefore, there's something you got to do every day. 
Because you guys woke up today and you're still living with that old self, that old flesh, those old memories, those old hurts, and then you've got the newness that Jesus wants you to walk in. And so every day you've got to decide which of those two selves you're going to put on and walk out into the world in. And so it's really important you understand that foundational fact. In addition to that, we said, all right, it is, it is possible for you to be made alive in Christ. That means brought to life. That means saved, but still be walking around in grave clothes. And so we looked at John 10.10. 10, uh, Jesus goes to Bethany where one of his very dear friends has been dead for four days. He waited till he was dead. He waited till he was good and dead. He did it so he could show the glory of God. He shows up in Bethany. Uh, the sisters are upset. He goes to the tomb. He's upset. He's weeping. Finally, he says, uh, roll away that rock. And he shouts out, Lazarus, come out. And the guy who was dead, the guy who was really dead, the guy who was four days dead, the guy who was stinky dead, hops out of the tomb, and, and he hops out of the tomb, and he hops out, and he doesn't walk out, because though he is now alive, he was dead, but now he's alive, he is still disabled, because he's wrapped up in grave clothes. And so we talked about this truth, man. Guys, it, many of us experience that same thing. And, and so we, we talked about that. I, I want to encourage you, by the way, this, this study is all about tools. One of the greatest tools we have for you as members is that we have an archive of what we talk about here in church uh, available to you at all times. So if you miss a Sunday, you can go back and listen to this. If you were not with us last week, I want to challenge you. Go online to our website, fbcelgin.org, click on the button that says sermons, and either live stream, it's not a live stream, either play it there or click on the button that says podcast, open it up in your iTunes store. And, and, and here's the deal. There's three things... Or three or four things we talked about here at this point of why we are so prone to want to wear grave clothes. And I can't get into that this morning, but I'm telling you, it, it, it's, it's worth the price of admission. Um, the Lord has been so kind in, in, in teaching us as we're here to teach you why it is we're so willing to go put on that old way of life. So the last thing we shared with you guys is God's goal for our life now because of what Christ has done is that we walk in that new self, that we throw off the old grave clothes and we put on what we're calling the grace clothes, right? That, that, that's what Jesus Jesus has provided for us. Jesus has provided for us a, a life of abundance, he says. And most Christians that we know aren't experiencing that abundance. And so why is that? Why is it that God promises abundance, but we're not experiencing? There must be something we're called to do, and, and there is. We are called to put off the old ways of life and to put on this new self. And that's what we're going to talk about this morning. So with that in mind, guys, I'm in Ephesians chapter 4, starting in verse 17. I'm going to read the same verses we read last week. And the word of God says this, Therefore I... I say this and I testify in the Lord, you should no longer live as the Gentiles live in the futility of their thoughts. Uh, they are darkened in their understanding, excluded from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them and because of the hardness of their hearts. They became callous and they gave themselves over to promiscuity for the practice of every kind of impurity with a desire for more and more. But that is not how you came to know Christ. Assuming you heard about him and were taught about him as the truth is in Jesus, to take off your former way of life, the old self that is corrupt by its deceitful desires, to be renewed in the spirit of your minds. We're doing that 30-day challenge, right? Renewing our, renewing our minds. And it says, and to put on the new self, the one created according to God's likeness and righteousness and impurity of the truth. Therefore, here, here we go, putting away lying, speak the truth each to his neighbor, because we are members of one another. Be angry, but do not sin. Don't let the sun go down of your anger, and don't give the devil an opportunity. Let the thief no longer steal. Instead, he is to do honest work uh, with his own hands so that he has something to share with anyone in need. No foul language should come from your mouth, but only what is good for building up someone in need so that it gives grace to those who hear. And don't grieve God's Holy Spirit. You were sealed by him for the day of redemption. 
let all bitterness, anger, and wrath, shouting slander be removed from you along with all malice and be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving one another just as God also forgave you in Christ. Amen. God bless the reading of his word. And so, uh, guys, this is where it starts. So last week, we gave you homework. That homework was real fun. Anybody enjoy that homework? You just loved that, didn't you? Uh, sin list, right? We went home last week. The challenge was to write down, because we've got to put off the old ways. So what are the old ways? What are the sins that we struggle? But not just sins. We also talk about hindrances. These things are not sinful in and of them, themselves, but they, they keep us from being the people that God wants us to be. So we kind of wrote down this list. Here's the sins I'm struggling with. Here's the things that are keeping me from being like Christ. And then we, we prayed this very simple prayer, God, help me. God, help me. I want to put on this new stuff. God, help me. And so um, homework was fun last week. It's going to be even more fun this week, okay? But we started there. That's where we started. Uh, and, and, and so uh, now, here, here's where all the fun begins. Now we're going to start throwing some things off and putting some things on. And the very first thing that God tells us to throw off, which is kind of surprising if you ask me, but here it is, our banner statement for this morning. Uh, according to God's word, the first thing we have to throw off to put on the new self is we have to put away our old ways of lying and we have to learn to speak the truth at all times, okay? We have to, we have to learn to throw off our old ways of lying and speak the truth at all times. And, and, and listen, don't miss this. There is a list here. Okay, Paul is giving a list. Now, he has said, uh, because of what Christ has done for you, because you were dead in your sins and transgressions, because you were foreigners and aliens to the covenants of the promise, because you were far away, he says all that. But in Christ, because you've believed in Jesus, God's gift to you, uh, because of Jesus, now you've been made alive, you've been brought near, right? You're no longer separate. He said, because of all this, therefore, throw off some things, and he gives a list of what to throw off. And the very first thing on his list is lying. Anybody see that coming? Right? We talked about this as step. Like, listen, if I'm writing this, I'm just telling you, that's not number one on my list, right? I mean, I'm going back to the sin thing. <laughs> so, so therefore, throw off, number one, I'm just going to start naming sins, and we're all going to be like, I don't want to be here. And so, we st- like, lying is not at the top of my list. That's not the first thing that I think about. That's not the first area that I think that I need work. And so the question I had for our staff this meeting, when we, we, we met for uh, our staff meeting, we kind of started walking through this patch, is why is that? Why does God say the very first thing, the foundational thing to putting on the new self is to put on truth, to throw off falsehood and to put on truth? Why is that? So I'm going to give you three reasons why this is so crucial to your walk with Christ this morning, okay? Number one, number one, I want you to know that we have to put off lying and speak truth for the sake of the body of Christ, Right? For the sake of the body of Christ. If we're going to talk about why it's so important to throw off the, the old self, to throw off lying, and to put on speaking truth, we have to start right here in the context of the passage. And so Paul says like, hey, hey, uh, you got to put on the new self, and, and it's really important, and here's where you start. You start with uh, this, verse 25. <laughs> he says, you start with uh, putting away lying and speaking the truth, and then he tells us why, ready? He says, because... We are, now you could insert the word now there and not mess up the text. Because we are now members of one another. Okay? We weren't before. First three chapters are what we were before. Ephesians 2 is all about what we were before. Right? But now we've been made alive. Like we were separate, but we are no longer separate. So now because we are no longer on our own. Now because we are no longer flying solo. Now because we belong to one another, we must put off lying and start speaking the truth. That's a big deal. That's a big deal. 
That's his reason, verse 25, right? Because now, because of Jesus, because now we're no longer alone, now we belong to one another, we've got to stop lying, we've got to start telling the truth. And I want you to get this. What he's saying in essence is we have to do this because now that we belong, when we lie, it's just like lying to ourselves. You know how damaging that can be, right? So we talked about this as staff. I, I ask a question. Uh, if you want to work here, you've got to be willing for some transparency. And so in staff meeting, the first thing I asked is, hey, um, so where do you struggle lying the most? They're like, woo. And I said, we're going to talk about this in church. And so, so number one area that we lie the most is your staff, and we love you guys. Just know that this is the, a struggle for us. Is the number one thing we struggle with lying with the most, all of us to a T, were, was the question, how are you doing? Right? How are you doing? Like, because like, we, like, well, I don't know. We kind of work here. We're supposed to be doing a certain way. Maybe we're not, like, like there's a whole bunch of uh, reasons that, so, so the most common lie we, we told had to do with the question, how are you doing? The most dangerous uh, lie that, that we believed uh, or that we struggled with was, was lying to ourselves. And, and, and to a T, every, every single one of us said, man, the, our, our problem, though, more than, more than just the how are you doing question is, is the most dangerous is that we, we lie to ourselves. We don't believe the truth about what God says about us. We feel um, like, like God can't use us. We feel like failures. We feel like God doesn't love us, that God doesn't want us. Like these are the things that we struggle with. And, and, and listen, this is huge because, guys, what Paul is saying, don't miss this. He's saying you can't do that anymore. Like you can't keep lying to yourself and you can't keep per- perpetuating those same lies to one another, ready? Because you are no longer alone. <laughs> you are no longer independent. In fact, the Bible says that now in Christ, you are interdependent. Interdependent, totally opposite, right? And now, now it says that we're, we're one body made up of many parts and all of those parts need one another. And so I want you, I want you to think through this. Uh, you know how damaging it can be when you lie to yourself, right? I don't have a problem, I don't have a problem, I don't have a problem, I'm in rehab, right? Because we're lying to ourselves. Now, I want you to think about even the smallest lie. No, I'm okay, no, I'm okay, no, I'm okay, no, I'm fine, no, I'm good, I'm great. Right? Even the smallest lie that we tell is about how we're doing. And so here we are, the body of Christ, and we need every member to be functioning properly. So I want you to imagine that the big toe of the body is broken, but refuses to tell anybody that it's broken. And so the entire body of Christ and its mission and its purpose and where it's supposed to go is walking with a limp. So we don't have the power to stand firm because the toe hurts so bad we can't actually put the pressure on it. We don't want to be on our feet for too long even though we're called to go and make disciples of all nations, right? What we need is we need to be honest with one another and say, hey, I'm broken. I need somebody to come and hold me up just for a while so that I can heal. I want you to see how crucial it is as believers that we understand if we want to walk in newness of life, we have to start here with the truth. We have to throw off those old ways. Why is it so crucial? Because we are the body of Christ. Because we don't, we're not an island anymore. We now belong to one another. And so therefore, it's crucial that we begin telling the truth. By the way, I'll tell you this this morning. Some of you are missing out on some of the greatest blessings that God could give you through the simple lie of telling people that you're fine. If you could just confess that you're hurting, you would find that there are people with a heart for you. There are people that have the gift of hospitality and they want to bake you something. (laughs) And you don't even want to turn on your oven right now. Some of you are struggling so bad that you open the refrigerator and you don't even know what to cook. Because life is so different now. 
But you've got to let somebody know you're hurting so that they can fill that void, all right? It's crucial for the body of Christ to operate the way that we are supposed to. We have to put off falsehood and start speaking the truth. Second reason that truthfulness is so important, okay? Uh, here we go. We have to put off lying and speak the truth for the sake of our witness, right? For the sake of our witness. So I say this verse often here. It's one of my favorite verses. It's a verse I feel like every Christian should memorize. Um, But uh, Jesus, uh, according to the book of Acts, Jesus has actually subpoenaed us to stand before the world and to give a witness or a testimony to what we know about him. Right? That's kind of the way that works. So Jesus has actually said to everyone that follows him, now you must go be a witness. That means that you, you, you go stand before a court. Uh, the courtroom is the world. And so we stand before the world, and, and we don't have to like, preach the whole gospel to them necessarily. We don't have to be the apostle Paul. We don't have to quote a million Bible verses. But every believer is responsible for taking that stand in, in public opinion and, and declaring, here's what I know. I was lost, but now I'm found. I was, this is what God has done for me, every single one of us. And we get that subpoena in Acts 1-8, where the word of God says, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you receive power, okay? And you're going to be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all of today and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Our job is to go and be witnesses, to tell the world what we know about Christ. Now, here's the deal. You guys watch courtroom shows, right? What happens if you take the stand? You take the stand as a witness, you are going to be what? cross-examined, right? And, and I, I just want you to see this because this is the truth, right? And so, so we, this is what, why is it so important we tell the truth? Because we're standing before a world and we're witnessing that Jesus is the only way to heaven, right? Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, and life. No one comes to the Father except by me. So we're, we're declaring Jesus is the answer. Jesus is what you need. So this is what Jesus has done for me. And so we're being a witness to Jesus for all that he's done. And we stand before that same world. And when they cross-examine us, if our life is full of falsehood, what happens to our testimony? It's negated. You following me? That's what happens in a court of law. They call a witness. A witness says, no, this is what I saw. This is what happened. They get cross-examined, and they go, "Um, I'm sorry, did you lie about such and such on such and such date? And the person says, yes, I did. They say, well, so you're a liar? Well, I guess I am. So if you lie about that, why would you not lie about this? And friends, I'm I'm here to tell you, it's it's God's design that we be the messengers that deliver the good news, that we, we, we declare to a world that Jesus saves. But listen, if our mouths are constantly telling falsehoods, then what does the world do with our witness and our testimony? That's why it's so crucial. Hey, I, I'm telling you, I, I was thinking all week, why, did, why does God start here? Why is this the, 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 the first thing on the list about putting on the new stuff? Because I'm like you, man. I wanted to put on exercise this week. That's what I wanted. Right? I wanted to put on a new diet. Anybody else? Hallelujah. Like, I wanted to put on 10 pounds less. That's what I wanted to put on. I was, new self, look at me. Oh, didn't happen. Um, cheesecake, I'm sorry. Right? It was so good. It was banana cream. Mm-mm-mm. It's from Cheesecake Factory, too, so it wasn't playing around. Just saying, my wife was very nice to me. She didn't know that I was trying to watch this figure. But uh, anyway. I want to I teach you a principle from the book of James that's really, really important. And so I'll, I'll put it up on the screen. It's, it's James 3, 9 through 10. But here, here's the principle. Uh, maybe you just write down the principle so you don't forget it. Uh, the, the principle the Bible teaches us is this, guys. Our mouths must be undivided. 
Our mouths must be undivided. And so James is, is talking about how we use our mouth to, to, to praise God and to curse others. And he says, with the same tongue we bless our Lord and our Father, and with it we curse people who are made in God's likeness. Blessings and cursing comes out of the same mouth, my brothers and sisters. These things should not be this way. He goes on to talk about springs. You, you don't get fresh water and salt water out of the same spring. That's not how it works. It shouldn't be this way. Friends, it should not be this way. That with our mouths we declare the truth of God's word and with our mouths we lie to other people. We have to be good witnesses. So the first two reasons, guys, we have to put off lying and put on truthfulness. One, for the sake of the body of Christ, for one another. Two, for the sake of our witness. Three, for the sake of our own spiritual well-being. For the sake of our own spiritual well-being. And I'm going to do my best to do this point justice. I think it's huge. Uh, I think it's crucial. So, so why is it so important that we put off lying and that we begin to speak the truth? Why is it so crucial? Why is it at the top of the list, right? Why is it at the top? That was a question I asked. Why is this at the top of the list, God? And, and so uh, here's, here's, here's what I believe the Lord just kind of spoke to my spirit. Here's why I believe it's number one. Ready? I believe it's number one. I think it's at the top of the list because Satan is the father of lies. And we've got a new daddy. I think it's at the top of the list because Satan is the father of lies. Jesus says this about him in John 8, 44. He says, you are the father of the devil. He's speaking to the, to the uh, if you go back to John, the beginning of John 8, it's kind of hard to follow the passage, but I think he's speaking to the Pharisees and the scribes. He says, you guys are, uh, you, you're of, of your father, the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, and he does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he tells a lie, he speaks from his own nature. Other, uh, other versions would say from his native tongue because he is a liar and he is the father of lies. The native tongue of the devil is, is that of a liar. That is the language he speaks, is the language of lies. And so why is it so crucial that I put on the new self? New, new year, new me, and how do I, how do I get this new you? How do, how do I put this on? And the very first thing God says, you've got to put off falsehood, and you've got to put on truth. Why? Why is it so important? Listen, this is what I believe. I believe that God wants you and I to be so steeped in the truth. He wants us to be so steeped in the truth that it is the only language we understand. So that when the enemy comes against us with his native tongue and he speaks those lies, we don't even have to try to discern whether it's the voice of God or the voice of Satan. Anybody ever struggled with that? You know why you struggle with that? Because you're a liar. <laughs> Me too. I mean, it's not just you. That's what the Bible says. The reason we can't figure out God's voice. Anybody here ever just wanted to hear from God? Like, Lord, I don't know if it's you. God, if it's you, show me that you. Do you know why it's such a struggle? Because we lie. Because, because we speak the tongue of our earthly father. And so when the enemy gets in our ear, we can't figure out, wait, is that God speaking to me? Or is that the devil talking to me? Is that, is that God trying to convict me of sin? Or is it the devil trying to make me ashamed of sin? I can't figure it out. And I can't figure it out because I speak two languages and I was only designed to speak one. God's goal for us, guys is that we would be so steeped in the truth that when the enemy comes and speaks to us, just be like, I don't even know what you're saying. I don't even know. 
Like, you would immediately know it's a lie because it's in totally different language. You can know that's, that's not for me. That's, that's not from my father. That's not the way it is. Can you imagine? How much better would life be? Amen? Anybody else? Whew, I thought about this. How much better would my life be if I didn't even know what a lie was? And, and, and all I knew was the truth. And I was so steeped in the truth that any time the enemy tried to say, well, I'll give you this whole world, I'd be like, nope. Quoting scripture like Jesus. Nope. Right? That's the way we're meant to be. That's the way we're meant to be. So here's my question. This is the big one. Ready? This is the fun part. Um, how on earth do we get there from where we currently are? Amen? How, 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 do we, how do we make that leap? And so um, the, the goal of this entire series is to give you tools. And so every week, uh, it, it, probably as much time is spent on, on what to do because of what you hear as, as, as is spent on what you hear. And, and so uh, I want to give you a few things. I, I think there's four blanks there. And here's the first thing I think is crucial for us is, guys, we, we have to set reminders for ourselves about what the Word of God says about the importance of truth. Okay, about what the word of God says about the importance of truth. And so, uh, listen, I, I want to encourage you to set reminders. Now, I love the fact that we live in this great technological age, right? So we have phones, and uh, I'm, I'm going to cover mine. Um, don't worry, I'm not touching anything um, other than my phone. Um, but because I can, I can just say to this thing in my pocket, hey, Siri, set a reminder. Shh. Um, and she'd set a reminder for me. And then, and then, and then yeah, I, can, I can say, hey, set a reminder for this time. And what do you want me to remind you of? And then I can just quote these verses here on the, on the back of your sermon notes. So we've given you sermon notes. And, and listen, we've given you scripture that you can turn to this week. And the goal is to set reminders. Now, God's big on reminders. All through the Old Testament with his kids, he'd say, hey, I want you to write this on the doorpost of your house. I want you, I want you to put this on your forehead. I want you to tie this around your hands. I want you to build an altar. Why is God... Uh, so big on reminders because we need reminding, right? Because we're dumb. We're sheep. We go astray. So we constantly be, need to be reminded of the truth of God's word. And so I want you to set reminders for yourself. So it can either be like new technology. It can be like, you know, hey, I'm going to use my phone or I'm going to text myself. You can do that now too. Um, and and uh, you can set it up through a program and it'll text you throughout the day the reminders you need to be reminded of. So you can do that stuff or, or just older technology. Um, you can take what used to, you had to go kill an animal and then dry out its skin and then you had to pluck a feather and, and you had to had to squish some fruit and, and then you had to stick it in, a, in an inkwell and you had to, like so you could also do just take a pen and paper and you could write the reminders there and you could put them in your car and on your mirror and at your breakfast table and I, my, the challenge this week is to remind yourself at least three times a day about what the truth of God says about the importance of being truthful right? About throwing off the, the old way of lying. And so we give you Ephesians 4.25, which uh, says, therefore put away lying, speak the truth each to his neighbor. Proverbs uh, 12.22, lying lips are detestable to the Lord, but faith will be where his delight. John 8.32, then you're going to know the truth and the truth has set you free. Exodus 20.16, don't give false testimony. Proverbs 6.19, these are the things that are detestable to the Lord, uh, including lying lips, right? First uh, Peter 3.10, the one who wants to love life and see good days, let him keep his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking to see. And John fourteen seventeen, that we have the spirit of the truth in us. Just remind yourself daily about these things. Three times a day. That's it. So, hey, how many times do you eat? Just saying. Some of you are like twice. Well, fine. When you wake up, if you're not going to eat, how many times do you drink coffee? Fifteen. Whichever is greater, 
whether it's food or coffee, whichever is greater, that's how many times you should remind yourself, okay? It's important. So, so that, that, that's step one. I want, you to, I want to challenge you to set reminders for yourself. Uh, here's step two. This is tough. Uh, I want you to take time to reflect, okay? So we're going to take time to reflect uh, on these things. I totally forgot this was in there or else I wouldn't have put that back there. Uh, so I'm going to give you some questions. And uh, this was everybody's favorite part of homework last week. Heard from you guys. Oh, pastor, I'm so thankful that uh, you let me sit down and reflect on my sins. That was really a great exercise. I loved it. It was awesome. And uh, so since, since you guys love that so much, I want to give you some other things to reflect on. And so, uh, so here, you didn't like it, huh? Didn't like it. Um, so here, these, these are some other things to reflect on. This is really fun. This is great stuff. Um, but so crucial, right? So here's the questions I want you to ask yourself at least one time this week. You don't have to do it every day. I, I recommend multiple times, but at least one time this week, I want you to sit down and here's the questions you ask yourself. Question number one, when do I lie? Ooh, it's not gonna be fun. Question number one, when do I lie? You gotta write these down, by the way. Some of you are writing down, some of you are like, hey Siri, take a note. That's fine too. Um, uh, whatever, whatever. So, so when do I lie? Question one. No, question number two. What do I lie about? It's a whole other thing, right? <laughs> okay, so this is when I lie, and then what am I lying about? Like I said, number one issue with your staff, evidently, is how we're doing. <laughs> we're doing great, liar. Um, so, so why, when, what, what do I lie about? Okay, uh, now here's the hard one. Question three, ready? Why do I lie? And, and, that's, and that's kind of the difference. So, so let's, take, let's take that one, for instance, uh, the, the issue of, um, of how are you doing today. And, and so sometimes maybe I lie because uh, I don't know the person that well, right? I just kind of, I kind of have a, a little bit of a relationship, but like I don't want to just share, well, I'm actually doing horrible, and I fell flat on my face the other day, and I need Jesus in my life. And, right? Like maybe I don't want to get into that, right? Uh, it could be because I'm busy at the moment. I don't have the time to, to stop and actually get into it. It could be that it was, it's something emotional, and, and man, if I start talking about it, I'm going to be a mess, and I have a, I have a job to do. I can't do that. Like there's a lot of reasons for it, but we have to identify the reasons, because the truth, it doesn't matter what the reason is. We can't lie. It's a ghost, so we have to figure out, so, so uh, when uh, do I lie? What do I lie about? Why do I lie? And then here is the, the last question, and it's really important, is how can I be truthful? So how can I be truthful? So I'm gonna go back to, to how are you, <laughs> okay? So one of the ways that I can be truthful in, in that question specifically, by the way, that's not your only lie in life. I love you. After the first service, some people are like, I'm not gonna ask you how you are. And I'm like, fine, I won't ask you either um, because we're setting ourselves up for failure. Um, so, hey, good to see you. <laughs> Just leave it at that. Um, how's the weather? Don't wanna talk about that either. Um, how about them cowboys? I love you. Um, so, too, too soon? Um, okay. Well, you'll get there. Uh, so, so here's the last thing. So how can I be truthful in this? So back to our example, uh, how are you? One of the things that I can do to be truthful is I can think about how, like when I lie, why I lie, all those kinds of things, and I can go ahead and craft a response. So maybe the reason that I'm lying is because I, I'm going through something, but I, I don't really want to get into it. And so one of the things I can say, somebody says, hey, how are you? I can say, actually, I'm not doing great right now, but I don't, I, I don't really want to get into all the details, but, but you could pray for me, that'd be great. And just leave it at that. And you just leave it at that. And that, that's a way to be honest in my response. Now, now listen, um, uh, if somebody says that to you, it's not your job to be Nancy Drew and get to the bottom of it. Okay? 
You're not here to snoop out why, why they're not feeling well. Um, because what they've done is they, they've been very honest with you and forthright about the fact that they're not feeling well. They didn't lie to you and say, oh, I'm great. They're very honest and said, hey, I need prayer. So what you do instead is you commit to pray for them. Say, you know what? Let me pray for you right now. And I, I'm going to keep you in my prayers this week. And like, like there's ways to handle it in which we do not have to put ourselves in a situation that we force ourselves to lie. Amen? Okay. So, so I want to encourage you to take the time to reflect. Uh, here's number three, uh, one of my favorite. Uh, we, we then want you to work this week on realizing and repenting. Um, you can't stop lying if you don't realize how often you lie. And uh, so I want to give you some tools. So there's a lot of things you can do. Uh, my favorite is the big, thick rubber band, not the skinny one. The big, thick rubber band. You put the ri- big, thick rubber band on your wrist, and every time you catch yourself telling a lie, you just pull it back and whop! It's awesome. Um, and then, and uh, by the end of the day, you're bruised, and it looks like you have a bracelet on the underneath of your arm, and, uh, and you go, hey, uh, and it, eventually, by day like four, you're really, you want to be done with it. Like, I, I don't, I don't want to do that. Anymore. So that's one way. Now, husbands, I want to encourage you, this, this method may not work in the home, okay? We're talking to wife. She's here with you in the service. She knows what the rubber band's for. So, you know, hey, honey, how was your day? It was great. Like, May not work. So uh, another method we talked about as staff is you could keep your hand in your pocket and just pinch yourself or pull out a hair, whatever. Okay? Just less, less leg hair in the upper thigh area, whatever. Whatever works for you, that's up to you. But ah, it's great. How was your day? Yeah, it's wonderful. So, so they, and, and listen, we're just recognizing. Uh, somebody brought up, what about a jar? Kind of like a curse jar, but it's a lie jar. And, uh, and so they said every time you lie, you, you designate what amount of money goes into the jar. And, uh, and, then, and then they said even, and you know what? At the end of the week, you should bring that to the church. And I said, amen. That sounds great. Let's designate an amount of $20 for every lie. Love you. Just, just picking it, picking it. We're trying to build a new church, guys, okay? Yeah. So, I, 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 said, I said, well, what if people left church and went out to H-E-B or to the bank and, and they got out like 20 bucks and change? Like, like what, if you, what if you got 20 ones and you went about your day tomorrow and every time you told a lie, you just immediately reached back and you just handed somebody a dollar, right? By the end of the day, I tell you what, you would realize how often you lie because you'd be poor, I mean, seriously, you have to go back tomorrow night and get another 20 bucks. And by the end of the week, you would realize, I am a liar in need of Jesus. Okay? So, I, I, listen, I, I don't know what method you choose. You can come up with something better. These are limited ideas of man. But I'm telling you, you have to do something to realize how often you lie because it's a big deal according to God. Hey, and in fact, he says, listen, hey, you want to put on the new self? Here is step one. Stop lying. Put off falsehood. Put on the truth. It's, this is a big deal. And so, so listen, we're going to recognize, but we don't just recognize. When we do all of these things, whether we hit ourselves with a rubber band or pinch us or, or, or whatever, give somebody a dollar, whatever the thing is, then we also, when we do that, we have to go, God, I'm such an idiot. Forgive me. So we ask for forgiveness, and then we repent. What is repentance? It's going the opposite direction. So it looks a little embarrassing, like, hey, Dan, because I give him a dollar. Right? Dan, I don't know if I have a dollar. Do I have a dollar? Let's see. I'm sure I've lied to you at some point, Dan, in my life. Okay. Hey, listen, I have a dollar, all right? Hundred. What do you think the pastor carries around hundred dollar bills? So, so I give I give him the dollar. I'll get that back later with interest. Um and uh, and so so he says, he like, what are you doing? I say, Well, listen, I gotta be honest with you, I, I wasn't completely truthful. 
and it's something I've been struggling with. And I, I, I don't, even, I, I catch myself. I don't even know why I'm always like, like I, I should have just told you I wasn't great. But brother, I love you. Thank you for holding me accountable. You know, go buy yourself a Coke. God bless. Um, you probably need another dollar these days for that. But you used to be able to buy yourself a Coke. For, you see what I'm saying? So, so listen, it, it, it's like, man, I am recognizing. I'm asking God for again. And then, they're, they're, like, that's an act of repentance to then go speak the truth, right? So it's this whole thing. And listen, all of you, I love you. Everything in you is going to want to stop short of that last step. <laughs> be like, I will pop myself. I will say, Lord, forgive me. But speaking the truth, I don't want to do that. Guess what? That's not putting on the new self. That's just taking off the old self. Don't be naked. Don't be naked, friends. Put on the new self. All right? Put on the new self. All right. Last one. We're going to be done. This is really important. If everybody is working on this as a church, which we're all going to be doing, uh, you better get used to this. You got to start receiving the truth. Okay? Whoo, doggies. Because, listen, if I, if I am trying to help my brother not lie then I have to start receiving the truth. Otherwise, they're just going to keep lying to me, right? Oh, Jason, I just want to be honest. Man, you kind of ticked me off the other day. What do you mean I ticked you? I didn't tick you. I didn't do any such thing. They're just going to be like, oh, hey, I'm fine. You're setting your brother up for failure because you refuse to be open to receive the truth. Uh, Listen, uh, the truth can hurt. By the way, if you're speaking the truth to someone, the Bible says you must speak it in love, okay? (laughs) Must be spoken in love. And that doesn't just look like, hey, I love you. Love you. But... Um, so it, it can be that, but, but, but it's, it's, it's usually, hey, hey, brother, you have a second? Man, listen, the other day we had a conversation. I don't even think you meant it this way. Let me tell you how I received it, and then I went home, and I mulled over it, and I got all frustrated, and I was angry at you, and, and man, I'm sorry, but when, when you said this thing, it really hurt my feelings, Franklin. Okay, see? see, see. He didn't really say anything that hurt my feelings, but um, I, it was probably the other way around, Franklin. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um, so we, we've got to be more open to receive. Guys, does it make sense? Okay. All right. Who wants to be new? Come on. Who wants to put on the new self? Anybody ready for abundant life? Okay. All right. Are you ready for the hard work that goes with it? Don't lie. <laughs> Don't lie. We just talked about you. like, no. All right. Uh, I have a commitment for you. Listen, every day this week, uh, your staff is here Monday through Thursday. Every day we come in, we will pray together for you. We're going to pray together for you that you would have the strength to walk this out. It is the very first thing on the list of putting on the new self. I think it's huge. I think it's important. If we are going to be the body of Christ, if we are going to be witnesses to the world, and if we are going to be able to understand the voice of God, we've got to be people of truth. We just have to become those people. So add it to the list. I see you working out. I see you watching what you're eating. I know you're reading your Bible and listening to good music and podcasts, all right? This week, we're going to throw off that falsehood and those lies that come so easy to us, and we're going to really drill down on the importance of being truthful. Amen? Okay, awesome. Let's pray. Father, thank you for loving us. Thank you for your word. Help us to be men and women of truth. God, it is so easy to lie. It is so easy. God, it is so important that we not. And Lord, I think for many of us in this room, lying has just been way down on the list of sins. It's been way, way down. And yet here you say this is key to putting on the newness that you have for us in Christ. So Lord Jesus, convict our hearts, strengthen our spirits,
Give us people around us that will encourage us and let us go forth and be your hands and your feet as we encourage one another and spur one another on to love and good deeds. In Jesus' name, we pray these things. All God's people said, amen, amen, amen. I'm going to ask.